Hello and welcome to the Smart Set Show. This show is all about helping you set smart strategies, systems, and revenue streams so you can finally get out of the habit of trading hours for dollars and create the business you dream of. My name is Esme, I am a business coach and digital strategist, and I am dedicated to helping entrepreneurs create freedom in their business so they have more time for what it is they truly love in life. If you are ready to stop playing small and up-level your business, then you are in the right place. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Smart Set Show. I'm so glad you are here because this is a very important topic for online entrepreneurs, consultants, coaches, anybody who has anything to sell, really, and that is your pricing. Pricing is freaking hard, really hard. And I suspect it's a lot easier if you're a con artist or if you don't care about providing value. But for those of us who are passionate about showing up authentically, serving, and making sure our clients are getting their money's worth, pricing is freaking hard. I've struggled with pricing my services for years. I've charged way too little for almost everything I've ever created in my business. And that's only recently started to change. By recently, I mean within the last couple years. You may find this hard to believe, but I used to charge between $300 and $700 for a fully custom website with all the fancy bells and whistles. I started building websites when I was 12 years old to help pay for my college because turns out 12-year-olds don't qualify for financial aid, which is a whole nother podcast episode. And in my 12-year-old mind, $300 to $700 was a lot of money. Before taxes, that means I was getting paid about $17 an hour for a $700 website. After taxes, about $12.25. For a 12-year-old, that's a lot. But even after 10 years, I never raised my prices. I had over 10 years of experience. My skills improved. I was a much better designer. New technology came out, allowing websites to be even more robust and dynamic. But my prices stayed the same. And the problem was this. $12.25 an hour was less than what I would make working at a coffee shop. So I started feeling resentful and burned out, and truthfully, it was nobody's fault but my own. So I raised my prices. I not only raised my prices, I doubled my prices. Literally overnight doubled my prices. Website went up to at least $1,400, and I was terrified. I was so nervous I would alienate my clients, drive new clients to my competitors because who would ever pay $1,400 for a website? Turns out a lot of people. I raised my rates and I saw an influx of clients. I had so many projects going I had to eventually turn clients away, but for a while I didn't. I took on everybody, which meant I was burning the candle at both ends. My sanity suffered, my health suffered, my relationships suffered, but at least I was finally making enough money for the value that I was providing clients. I assumed I didn't raise my prices enough, but rather I priced myself right in the sweet spot of what people were expecting to pay for a website. So I doubled my prices again. Well, a little more than doubled, actually. Thinking, surely nobody will pay $3,000 for a website. I was wrong again. I still had more customers coming to me than I could handle. I had a wait list and I was totally confused. And then it hit me. Pricing is branding, especially when you are a service provider and you can brand yourself as a Chevy or as a BMW. It is entirely up to you. 
but your pricing tells people what they can expect from working with you, and it tells people that you're good enough to command those rates. Otherwise, your rates wouldn't be what they are, right? Because nobody would hire you. I saw this trend again in my coaching business. I started offering coaching services at $50 an hour, and I sold out. So I raised my rates to $150 an hour, and again, I sold out. I'm now charging $500 an hour for coaching, though I don't offer single sessions, which is something that we can discuss in another podcast episode. And I'm also in the middle of restructuring my business as I go into 2018, so I charge what I'm worth while delivering a superior customer experience. I'm willing to bet you need to raise your prices too, but before we get into the details of what goes into raising your prices, it's first important to make sure you understand that you are worth it. You deserve to make a living. You deserve abundance and financial success. And until you believe you deserve it, you will never be confident charging your worth. You will always doubt yourself and your value. Start working on your money mindset today, and this will be much, much easier. Now, I understand it's not enough to hear me say, raise your prices, because that doesn't solve your problem or tell you how to do it. If raising your prices is something you're interested in doing to move your business forward, here are my tips. You first need to get very, very clear on what it is you want to make and what you're worth. Now, this is not where you say, I'm priceless or I'm worth a million bucks because you probably are. I mean, we all are, aren't we? But your number needs to be realistic and attainable within the context of your business. So I like to start with some simple math that comes from answering some simple questions. How many hours a week do you want to work? Plan out your week and see how much you want to work. Make sure you build in time for things that you want to do, like spending time with the kids, going to yoga, vegging on the couch, watching Netflix. And then figure out how much do you currently make? And then how much do you want to make? So this is your goal. This is what we're shooting for here. In order to get a really accurate picture of how much you need to make, how many customers and clients you need, you need to also subtract your expenses. And once you've done that, I want you to look at what remains after you deduct all of your expenses and see how much work it's going to take for you to hit your income goal if you keep your prices where they are. In the early days of business, it's not at all uncommon to not be profitable and therefore you're not paying yourself anything. We come into business believing that we're going to be broke as fuck for the first couple of years and not take a salary. My grandmother was a college business professor and she taught me this very important concept. Pay yourself first and then pay your business expenses. This means no matter what else is going on in your business, you're going to be making enough to at least pay your personal living expenses, rent, credit cards, car payments. This is something a lot of people miss when they're getting started in business. So they set their prices really low. They make just the bare minimum to keep the business afloat and then their personal expenses suffer. Pay your personal expenses first. Make sure you're making enough to cover your basic personal expenses and then invest the rest into the business. Even if all you're doing is taking the bare minimum that you need in order to survive, this is going to be doing a couple of things. Number one, it ensures your personal expenses are not going to suffer for the sake of your business, which is going to make you more likely to keep your business going because you're not going to be resentful of all of your personal expenses being late or bouncing because you didn't have enough money in order to keep the business afloat. Your business should never threaten your personal success. 
And number two, this is going to help keep the IRS from getting suspicious and auditing you. Now, of course, that's no guarantee and I'm not a tax professional, but if you're paying yourself a wage and paying payroll taxes, the IRS is less likely to harass you for a little while because they see that you're doing things above board. Otherwise, they may wonder, okay, so why isn't there profit? Why isn't she making any money? And the last thing you want is an audit. When it comes time to figure out what to raise your rates to, you may benefit from doing some research. You can look at your competition. This may take a little detective work since a lot of coaches and service providers don't publish rates. But if you pay attention to their websites and social media, ask a few discreet questions, get on their mailing list, you can figure it out. But I want you to be realistic about who exactly your competition is. Don't undervalue or oversell yourself. In other words, make sure you are comparing yourself to another provider who shares the same skills, market, and track record, rather than simply looking at who you strive to become. So don't compare yourself to Marie Forleo if you're just getting started. Also, look at your skills. In some fields, this is easy. There are certifications and educational programs that allow you, by virtue of having achieved them, to charge a certain rate. If you have followed this path, pricing and raising your prices will be easy. If you're like those of us who have more experience than formal training, take a solid look at what you can legitimately claim as a skill. For example, can you really say you're a Photoshop expert if you can barely fumble your way through? Probably not. Look, too, at your track record. Have you proven yourself by helping former clients, and do you have testimonials and case studies to show for it? Have your former clients moved on to bigger and better coaches after working with you, which is a good thing. Have they sold more products and programs? Have they created more products and programs? These are all reasons to consider a higher price range than you might have first thought. And your clients. Talk to your current and past clients and ask them what they think of your prices. Are you worth more than what you charge? Do you provide good value? Do they feel like the value is fair? Talking to your clients is powerful. In February, I'm coming out with the Smart Set Academy, which is a hybrid coaching program that pairs a monthly one-on-one call with me with go-at-your-own-paced business trainings. This is in response to people wanting to work with me but not being able to afford me one-on-one. I was originally going to charge an absurdly low amount, but after talking to current and past clients who have made thousands of dollars as a result of working with me, I realized I majorly undervalued the program. So don't think that your customers or your clients are just going to tell you what they think they can afford. If you have a good rapport with your clients, if they value you, if you have a good relationship with them, they're going to be honest and tell you what they think. And then also look at the market. In the game of setting rates, it's your market that has the final say. As any first-year economy student can tell you, the price of anything lies where what the buyer is willing to pay meets what the seller is willing to accept. Now, if your goal is to give newbies a helping hand and lead them down the path, that unfortunately means you can look forward to some pretty low-paying gigs, which is not necessarily a bad thing because everybody, including you, has to begin somewhere. But it doesn't need to be where you stay. If, on the other hand, your target market is more established and economically stable, then a higher fee isn't just warranted, it's a must. They expect a higher price, and they will not find value in the lowest cost provider, if anything, whether it's coffee, beans, or business coaching. And when it comes to your market, it's also important to keep in mind your rates will make people step up or not. I have one client who makes $50,000 a year, 
and expects to pay me $2,000 a month because she knows I will make her do the work and month to month while working with me, she has improved her business. She's been with me for a long time and when she began working with me, I was only charging 50 bucks an hour. At that price, she didn't do the work, she didn't show up, she didn't get results. As soon as she started paying more, she started showing up and her business started growing. So raising your rates is also of benefit to your clients. It makes them step up and get their money's worth. Finally, don't forget that pricing is never set in stone. It's flexible. If you find you're tracking the wrong market or no market whatsoever, you can always change your rates. So that's it for today's episode of the Smart Set Show. I would love to hear from you. Are you going to raise your rates in the year to come? What has kept you from raising your rates thus far? Let me know. Send me a tweet. Hop on Facebook. Leave a comment on the show notes. I would love to hear from you. As always, all the show notes are over at esme.com slash show. There's a link in your podcast player, so you can just click right on over. I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. And in the meantime... Make sure you share, leave a review, and subscribe if you found value in this episode. The more people tune in, the more people I can help with smart strategies, systems, and revenue streams. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.